We are all unique, and how each of us moves through life by working with the unseen, spiritual parts of us looks different. If one way you access support is through books, and you haven't tried the Soulquake Survival Guide yet, today's a great day to try it before you buy it. Head to the show notes where I have a link for you to receive a free PDF of the first chapter. Enjoy the first chapter, and if you love it, you can find it on Amazon Worldwide in paperback, audio, and ebook. Your journey matters, my friend, and reviving your connection to spirit in earth-shaking times can be a game changer. Enthusiastically, Spiritual's mission is to inspire enthusiasm for the spiritual part of your journey. This is going to help you feel more inner freedom, access clear direction, and inner strength for what you've come to do. If this podcast does inspire this within you, can I count on a donation to support this podcast? If so, please go to the show notes and follow the link, support this show. Thank you so much and enjoy this episode. Divorce, death, loss, addiction, and tragedies are a few of the deep learning experiences that many of us face. But finding the path to peace, love, and hope when life events happen can be very challenging. My guest today has been through many obstacles and through the spiritual part of her life has found ways to heal and keep moving forward. Her name is Susan Corso and she is a former head of spiritual and is a metaphysician. She has had a spiritual consulting practice for 40 years, an expert on managing the human energy system through work with the chakras. She holds the truth that all beings have innate, indestructible integrity from persons to planets. Susan has worked intuitively with creative individuals, couples, families, entrepreneurs, not-for-profits, startups, corporations, and Fortune 500 companies. Susan has written more than 30 books, both fiction and nonfiction. Her metaphysical fiction stretches from romantic supernatural mystery, the Mex Mysteries, to butch femme romance, the Boots and Boaz romances, to historical fiction, the subversive lovelies. Her spiritual books mine the riches of the deeper meanings of words and everyday life events to bring meaning to the mundane. More than half a century of life includes plenty of scar tissue And for as many rough experiences as she's had, there have been countless more experiences of joy, laughter, and fulfillment. And she is here to share with us today. Welcome, Susan. Thank you so very much. It's lovely to be with you, Teresa. Wow. Where do we start? Well, I really want to start with metaphysics. And you have said that it helped save your life. So I'd like you to share a little bit about that. Uh, I feel like I should do a trigger warning to start and say, this is a kind of a dramatic story. So don't let it surprise you. Put your seatbelt on. Um, I found metaphysics through tragedy, actually. Uh, I had a son die the day he was born. Mm-hmm. And it was a complete T in the road for me. Uh, I realized that I could make no sense of it. It, 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 it doesn't, it, it's just out of order when your child dies before you. It like, uh, no, that was my response. Mm-hmm. Um, and I realized that I either could become a very, very bitter woman. Um, and I'd seen examples of that in my own family. So I didn't exactly like where that road led. Uh, or I could start to seek a deeper meaning 
And the deeper meaning sent me to metaphysics. And metaphysics made me understand that I had a choice about how to tell the story. So just as one tiny example, my husband and I at the time named the baby Isaac. Isaac is a beautiful old Hebrew name, and it means she laughed. And the reason we named him Isaac was because we were determined that there would be joy out of that life. Mm-hmm. We didn't know how, we didn't know what that was going to look like. Um, and he and I have remained the closest of friends, although we're no longer married, um, because we share that bond. And we were both, we both went through that experience. Um, as a result, I ended up through a much longer path than this, but let's do it in a sentence, uh, with a doctorate in divinity and have been a minister and a medical intuitive and a consultant for a very long time because of that quote unquote bad experience. As I, I'm fond of saying, it is the best worst thing that ever happened to me. Mm-hmm. So in turn, you've obviously helped people with tragedies also. Is that part of your, part of what your life's mission is or your service to others? I think that's part of it. I also think this, I think that we all best serve God where our worst scars are. And the reason for that is because once you have scar tissue mm-hmm. over some painful learning, it doesn't matter what it is. It can be addiction. It can be loss. It can be anger. It, it doesn't really matter. But scar tissue is the strongest tissue the body makes. Mm-hmm. There's a reason for that, mm-hmm. right? It, there's a reason that when you break a bone in one place, if you break that same bone again, it's highly unlikely you'll break it in the same place mm-hmm. because that tissue is so strong. So but one of the things I was determined to do was to tell women that they had no reason to be afraid of uh, childbirth at all. You absolutely know what to do. It is not a pathology. Uh, women have been making babies happen in fields for long before there were IVs, believe me, and the babies were fine. So, okay. <laughs> You know how to do this. It can be the best physical experience of your life if you'll let it. Decide that it will be a good experience, that it will be. It's like the best orgasm you've ever had. (laughs) Who doesn't want that, right? (laughs) Really, exactly. Sign me up. But, But what I've done as a result is help women, certainly first time mothers, get over their fear of childbirth. Oh my God, the pain, the pain, the pain. Oh, please. Yes, the pain is rotten. It's not forever, mm-hmm. right? There's a there's a you know a light at the end of the tunnel. It's not another train. Usually, it's a baby. Usually, mm-hmm. it's something you wanted. Usually, mm-hmm. so okay. There are you know there are rough patches to every journey. It's just putting them in the perspective, and that's what it sounds like. What you're, what you're trying to say is you help people put that perspective in. Like there's a blessing at the end of this tunnel when it when it comes out, and you know. The next. And I think that that's actually a really good way to describe my practice anyway. It doesn't really matter what your challenge is. How are you telling the story? And it, this is how it goes with my writing, right? I mean, here I write books and I write books. The reason I write the books I write is because I want to write about people like you and me. Mm-hmm. I want to write about people who live our lives on a spiritual basis 
who ask the spiritual questions, who say, okay, wait, wait, whoa, whoa, yes, I know this looks bad. What, what did it mean? What really happened? What is the significance here? Because human beings, you know, Viktor Frankl said this, the um, psychiatrist who was a concentration camp survivor. He said, human beings can live without a lot of things, but one thing we can't live without is meaning. And I think that I'm a storyteller in all my life. Sometimes I write them down and they're called books, right? That's lying for a living. That's called fiction, mm. right? <laughs> I get to make it up as I go along. Very cool. I like that. Um, and sometimes it's how do you tell a, a story about something that happened in your life so that it doesn't constantly re-wound you, mm-hmm. right? And what happens right. to us is we tell a story I mean, here's an example, Teresa, something simple, right? You go and you give blood at the lab because you had to have a blood test. Okay, two days later, the lab calls and the lab goes, we lost your sample, you have to come back. And you go to yourself, rah, 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 waste of time, this and this, why can't they, bah, 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 right? So you're crabby, you've called your bestie and, you know, moaned about it, but you go back and you give the blood and, but, What happens if you walk through the door at the lab and the woman says to her, oh my God, I am so, so sorry this happened to you. This is a terrible thing, but I want to tell you something. Something really good came out of this. And that is that because we lost your blood blood, uh, sample, what, what we've done is we've totally revisited our protocol and it will never happen to anyone again because we put a check and balance system in place. So now what are you saying to your bestie in the, in the, in the, in the car on the way back? right? You're saying, oh my God, you're not going to believe it. I changed their whole system. Mm -hmm. What happened? The meaning changed. Mm -hmm. Now that's a relatively benign example, right? You're, You're inconvenienced. Right. Right. Okay. Here's another one. I had a woman come to me many years ago, uh, who was a singer, an opera singer. And she had lost the top third of her range. Mm -hmm. She didn't know why. She'd been to every ENT on the East Coast. And they all said, yeah, it's all in your head, lady. Eventually, her doctor heard about me and sent her to see me. Mm -hmm. She was in her mid-40s and she was a coloratura soprano. So she sang the leading roles. And she was was booked to sing in opera houses all over uh, Europe that summer. And she was going to have to walk away from her career because the notes just were not there. She'd open her mouth and nothing. Mm-hmm. So uh, I looked at her. Now, mind you, I've been an intuitive since I'm a child. So I'm, and I think to myself, okay, this is completely crazy, but I'm gonna go for it. And again, put your seatbelt on, fair warning. I said to her, how old were you when you had the abortion? She looked at me, what? Mm-hmm. She never told another soul, never once. Mm-hmm. 14. I said, uh-huh. Were you raised Catholic? Oh, yeah, I was in Catholic school at the time. Mm-hmm. So I said, are you a Catholic now? She said, oh, no, left that behind a long time ago. It didn't work for me, you know, how they treat women, blah, blah. I said, uh-huh, except at 14, when you drew the conclusions that you did 
about your action in this situation, mm-hmm. you were still Catholic. Mm-hmm. She went, um, yeah. I said, okay, I'm going to give you two words. I want you to say them out loud to yourself as often as you can. And I would wager that within a week to two weeks, you'll be singing again. And she just looked at me like I was out of my treehouse. Right? Okay, <laughs> lady, whatever. So I said, okay, te absolvo, which is Latin. It means I absolve you. It is what a priest would have said to a 14-year-old at her age at that time. And she did confess it and had to do a ton of penance, but she never forgave herself or God for letting it happen. Mm -hmm. So I said to her, you have to absolve yourself. You have to be your own priest. Mm -hmm. And within 10 days, she could sing again. Wow. It had been three years since she'd hit any of those notes. She went on to make her tour through Europe, did an amazing job. Okay, that's what retelling a story does. Right, right. And that's why it's so important to be able to do that. Okay, it looks bad, whatever the it is, mm-hmm. right? You know, you miss an exit, you're driving, and you have to go, of course, 25 miles out of your way to get to the next exit so you can actually turn around, right? How do you know you didn't miss a 47 car pileup on black ice? Mm-hmm. You don't. I think a lot of times the things that happen to us are things that make us miss things that could have hurt us, right? Yeah. So you don't you, you don't give meaning to things that don't happen, mm-hmm. right? I mean, mm-hmm. it, 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 that's counterintuitive. It makes no sense. Mm-hmm. So, okay. So I think that's how, that's how my writing and everything all bridges together is that I tell, I retell stories and I say, you know, what I said to the woman is what I learned from having lost my own child. I said to her, how do you know that you didn't do that soul a great service? Mm-hmm. How do you know that that soul simply need, didn't need three weeks of embodied time? Mm-hmm. to do what he or she needed to do. Mm-hmm. And you provided that as a gift to God and to that soul. Mm-hmm. And she, she just, she had been so self-punishing. Mm-hmm. And that's what we do. And then as you mm-hmm. tell that story, you dig a deeper neural pathway in your brain and it gets worse. And you rehearse the difficulty, mm-hmm. right? We do it, all of us, we do it all the time. And we don't rehearse the, and then I got a standing ovation piece. Mm -hmm. We rehearse the time the jokes fell flat. Mm -hmm. Right. And why is that? Is that because of the society and that it's all about suffering and all about, you know, poor me? No, I think it's because there's a higher emotional intensity to the bad things than the good things. Well, I know too that people relate to each other on that. Like, oh, you wouldn't believe what happened to me today versus my God, I just made a thousand dollars today. Can you believe it? Like you're saying, no one talks about that. Like the the good things, it's all about, well, geez, my life really sucks and blah, blah, blah versus look at the blessings. Even in the last two years, right? With COVID, I mean, there's so many blessings that have happened and there's so many people that, you know, lost their lives and had loved ones go and et cetera, et cetera, some awful things, but 
you know, what, what are you going to bring forth in your life and how are you going to really share that information? Because it can either be that, you know, oh my God, it's awful. Or yeah, there's some really good, there's some good nuggets out there in the midst of the caca, so to speak, you know, that, but, and you know, there's a really easy way to shift that for yourself. Mm -hmm. Really simple. People ask each other all the time, what's wrong? Mm -hmm. Right. What's, oh, what's wrong? You sigh, whatever. What's wrong? Stop asking what's wrong. Give that up. It's a waste. Just change one word. What's right. Right. Tell me what's right. First of all, you will shock the living daylights out of people because they will actually hear you. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Wait, what? Uh, well, uh, I was breathing when I woke up this morning. Booyah. That's right. a good thing. <laughs> well, do you, would you prefer the alternative? No. Right. There was hot water when I took a shower. Right. What's right. Mm-hmm. And when you are feeling that everything is wrong, that's when you get up and you go look in the loo mirror, the bathroom mirror, mm-hmm. and you ask, what's right? Okay, sugar, did the mascara go on well this morning? Good, be happy about that. No clumps, right? I mean, <laughs> yes, the baby steps. If it has to start with mascara, baby steps. <laughs> well, exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, it's one of the reasons I was drawn to your podcast at all is it enthusiastically spiritual. Uh, hello? The word enthusiasm is an absolutely amazing word. It actually means N, right? In theos, that word is God. When you are enthusiastic about something, you are finding the God in that thing. Ooh, I love it. Yes, 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 Susan. (laughs) Well, okay. That's what we're, I believe that that's what we're here to do. Yeah. All of us, you don't have to call it that. You can call it whatever you want. Call it Hephzibah. I'm good with that. And I don't think it cares either. Right? No. I really don't. That's that's why when I counsel people, I talk to people about their God. Mm -hmm. Right? If you are a born-again Christian, I'm talking to you about Jesus and I got no trouble with that. But if you actually are a Hindu and your preferred face of God is Lakshmi or Santoshima, hey, I'm good with those girls. That's not a problem. Mm -hmm. Right? Right. You know, it's an avatar. Mm-hmm. Fine. Definitely. Change your avatar. Yeah. I don't, honest to God, I don't think God, no offense to anyone, cares what your software is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that the caring comes when we are hardwired for connection to divinity and we walk away from it because we let our brains overrule our minds. Mm. Our brains overrule our minds. That's right. So like this, um, here's a silly example. Uh, you're at work on Monday and your throat has a little tickle in it. And you go, hmm, I should probably go home and take a hot bath and drink a hot toddy and read my book and go to sleep, right? But instead you say to your friends at work, oh, sure, I'll go out. And you're out till two o'clock in the morning. And then you have to take Thursday off because you have a cold. Mm-hmm. Hello, Monday, you got a little tickle. You got a little warning there, mm-hmm. Right. Are you listening to yourself? Are you caring for yourself? Are you paying attention to yourself? I truly, truly believe that self-care is finding that tickle, Mm -hmm. right? It's And that's why I finally decided that it was time for some public teaching, not so much private teaching anymore, Mm -hmm. um, although I do take private clients. Um, 
occasionally, but more like, oh, you have to find out that you have an energy system. Mm-hmm. And, the, and the reason it's so important to know that you have an energy system is this. You know, when a doctor goes to medical school, she studies 11 systems. Mm-hmm. Well, if, no, if, if you know anything about numerology, although 11 is an angel number, yes, but it's not a gematrial number, which is the source of numerology, which is Hebrew numerology, right? Mm-hmm. 12 is the number of systems there should be, like 12 mm-hmm. sides of the zodiac, 12 tribes of Israel. Hello, 12 is significant, right? Mm-hmm. Ah, okay, so what makes the circulatory system circulate? Yes, 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 I know there's a heart. It's a, it's a pump, right? But the lymph system doesn't have a pump, mm-hmm. right? What makes your lungs respire? Mm-hmm. I would call that life force. Mm-hmm. You yep. can call it chi, prana, mana, call it herald, you know, herald be thy name, <laughs> whatever works for you, right? right. I, I re- but I believe that that life force, if we look at it through a prism, mm-hmm. we see the chakras. Mm-hmm. And the chakras are how we get energy about our uh, uh, information about our own energy systems. Mm-hmm. And the reason nobody talks about it, the reason nobody teaches it is you don't need a teacher and you don't need a mat and you don't need a class and you, do, you don't need a book. You don't mm-hmm. need anything except you, your own body, mm-hmm. and to pay attention. Mm-hmm. So there's a cost. It's not a mistake that that phrase is pay attention, right? Because if you're watching the Dallas Cowboys, you're not paying attention to your chakra system. You're just not, uh-huh. right? So, okay, what? why would you do that? Well, because it's an early warning system. Mm-hmm. Most people think that chakras are these um, sort of flat hockey pucks that attach to the spine, mm-hmm. and they're not. Not at all. Chakras are three-dimensional spheres of energy that sort of hang on an invisible string through the center of your body, right? In front of your spine. Mm -hmm. And the most important thing about them, as far as I'm concerned, is that they talk to each other, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, You know, people talk about, well, your chakras are blocked. Mm, If your chakras were totally blocked, you wouldn't be alive. So... Yet not exactly, unless you're on an undertaker's table and then we can have another conversation, (laughs) right? (laughs) Right. But, but your chakras are, I believe your mind, the physical version of your mind. You know, we don't know where we keep our minds. We know where our brains live, right? But we constantly have been taught to override our minds with our brains, but that mind that mind knows everything there is to know about you. Your chakras remember everything, every experience, every past life. I mean, chakras are full of information if you'll pay attention. And the easiest way, as far as I'm concerned, is to recite the colors of the rainbow. Mm-hmm. Chakras are colors, mm-hmm. colored. The bottom chakra, the root chakra is sort of cherry red, right? And I work with eight chakras instead of seven. The classical Hindu uh, chakras are seven. They go up through the crown, right? I work with an eighth chakra because in the 1890s, 
in Spain, the Kabbalistic rabbis discovered a chakra coming forward in front of the thymus gland. It was rosy pink, and it was all about compassion and emotional and psychological and spiritual immunity, which is how you protect yourself from hurt feelings. Interesting. Right? So here's an example, right? You just broke up with your boyfriend, girlfriend, whoever, right? Ow, ow, ow. Your heart aches. Your personal heart aches. It's emerald green. It's right by where your physical heart is. Ow, ow, ow. What do you do? Well, you scoop up all that hurt, like it's just so many dust bunnies Mm -hmm. from under the bed, and you put it in your eighth chakra, where you're immune from personal pain. Interestingly, the thymus gland Mm -hmm. is muchly in charge of our immune systems. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And we know that because people know about T cells from all the uh, information in the world about HIV AIDS. Mm There is a blessing. Mm -hmm. We now, people know they have a thymus gland, right? It's right here under your sternum in the center. I love the idea of, of energetic immunity. Well, we all, you know, you know somebody, I'm sure, who you meet and you think, oh, this person makes me feel icky. I don't know why. It doesn't really matter. But, you know, I mean, I have a silly one. I had a girlfriend who took me out for dinner one night with her ex-girlfriend. And she at dinner said, "Um, how's your dinner, sweetie? And we both looked up and said, swell, right? (laughs) At the same time, it was Mm -hmm. awful. The ex-girlfriend's name was Maureen. I was 20 when this happened, okay? I'll be 65 in three weeks. Mm -hmm. I still don't like anybody I meet named Maureen. (laughs) Now, is that the silliest thing you ever heard? Come on, I have met nice Maureens in the last 45 years, I promise you, Mm -hmm. right? But I have an energetic reaction to that because of a memory. Right. I know that. In fact, I have to bend over backward to be nice to Maureen's because otherwise I will be snarky with Maureen for no reason. Right. Now, uh-huh. that's a silly example. We have much more hurtful ones. Mm-hmm. Right. So, how do you learn how to manage your own energy system? Well, you pay attention. Mm-hmm. It takes stillness, it takes quiet. But here's the coolest, coolest thing in the whole wide world about your body. And that's this, your body doesn't lie. Mm -hmm. And the reason your body doesn't lie, which is even cooler, is that it can't. Mm -hmm. Your body cannot lie to you. Now, your brain can lie to you. Oh, my throat doesn't hurt. I can go out till two o'clock in the morning and not get enough sleep and go to work tomorrow at seven. No problem, Mm -hmm. right? Because what you really wanted to do was go out and you don't really care that your throat is sore. Mm-hmm. Right? right. But, but all those things are messages mm-hmm. that you can learn to pay attention to and you can learn to manage. You can, I mean, one thing people ask me about all the time, Teresa, is um, energy leaks. Mm-hmm. What do I do about energy leaks? Well, we all have them. I'll tell you where most of them come from, our own mouths, 
tongues, lips, teeth. We say things that we don't mean. We should go to lunch. Oh, yeah, we should. Didn't mean that. No. (laughs) But that opens an energy leak. Mm -hmm. That opens a a piece of unfinished business Mm -hmm. in the universe. Better to say... Even if you have to say socially, oh, sure, we should. Then go back and find that mirror and say in the bathroom mirror, uh, no, I don't want to go to lunch with her. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. Finish that. But we leave things unfinished. Mm -hmm. And then we wonder why by the end of the day, we have no energy. And these things are very subtle, but they're big. Well, how how many moms do you know who are toast? I was one. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Cross-eyed toast. We call it baby brain or doing too much emotional labor or not enough time to ourselves for self-care. You know, Mm -hmm. self-care isn't expensive journals Mm -hmm. and fancy bath salts. Although those things make self-care really swell. (laughs) They do. It's true. But just those without the core of what self-care is, which at the risk of sounding so obvious that it's an embarrassment, but it's sometimes we skip this part, right? It is caring for the self, mm-hmm. right? Right. Well, sure, if you're tired, fancy bath salts and a hot bath are going to feel good to your body, yes. But what does it also do? Well... It puts you in a bathroom. Usually we're alone in bathrooms, right? With doors closed, Mm -hmm. away from everybody else's input. Mm -hmm. It quiets your mind. It stills things. Mm -hmm. It allows you to think through the details of things that you might, that you, that most moms don't have time to think through because they're thinking through everything all the time. Mm -hmm. Right? Right. So. Self-care usually requires quiet. Mm-hmm. That's one, one of the many ways we can learn to care for ourselves. Quiet doesn't cost money. Mm-hmm. It just means you stop, mm-hmm. right? We don't do that. We don't do that. And then we wonder why we're so tired all the time. Well, when you're going from thing to thing to thing to thing to thing to thing to thing, Whoa, you never get to finish anything, Mm -hmm. which is why you have energy leaks, Mm -hmm. right? Um, I I tend to invite people to think about uh, the thing that is bugging them the most Mm -hmm. right now. And then turn your attention inward to your body fast like that. Where do you feel it in your body? Mm -hmm. So like you're thinking, oh, I have this committee meeting and I don't want to go, right? Or I don't like the chair, right? And you have a sinking feeling in your third chakra, which is at your solar plexus. It's sort of um, a yolk yellow. What do you do? What do you do? How do you fix it? Mm -hmm. Well, if you were in an emergency room and someone came in with a gunshot wound, you wouldn't poke it, would you? Probably not. Mm-hmm. What you do instead is you'd look at the tissue around it. Mm-hmm. So here you have this sinking stomach. All right, look at your second chakra, right? Which is orange, pumpkin orange. It's where you keep your passion. Do you feel like this 
person that you have to encounter at this meeting upsets your passions in some way, bothers you in some way, or check your fourth chakra, your heart chakra, emerald green above the yellow. Hmm. Well, maybe that yellow needs a little support from the orange. So move the colors up a little bit and go to orange yellow, right? Because the important thing is that they're talking to each other and then go to green yellow and make a cushion around that and then pay attention in the meeting. Is it maybe that you feel disempowered? Because usually your third ch- when your third chakra goes off, you feel disempowered. Mm-hmm. So doing some visualization is one way you work with it. Partly. Mm-hmm. Or you actually imagine it as swaths of color that you walk through, like light. Mm-hmm. You just walk right through light. Mm-hmm. Um, I And there are people who hear color. Mm-hmm. There are people who feel color. We even do it all the time, really. And we we treat ourselves in our clothes, right? What are you wearing today? Well, I had pink on today. I wanted to wear pink because it's dreary and gross and icky here in the Hudson River Valley at the moment. Thunder kept us awake most of the night. Okay, a little cheer, right? Pink cheered me right up. People do it all the time. We actually treat ourselves with our clothes. So today I chose purple and I chose purple so I can connect with spirit and have a deeper connection and flow with it. So that's why I I chose purple. So it's interesting. You should be bringing up the colors. Exactly. They are colors are frequency, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. It's, it's like this. Um, If I went to a piano and I played a middle C Mm -hmm. and said to you, Teresa, this is music. Eventually, you would say back to me, no, it's not. It's one note, mm-hmm. right? It's not important that you have a third chakra. What's important is, is your third chakra dancing with your second and fourth chakra? Mm-hmm. Is everybody talking? Mm-hmm. Because it's all that energy together that makes you, you. Mm-hmm. And energy tells, Right. When mm-hmm. someone is led in every, in any given situation, we all are by a particular chakra, mm-hmm. you know that that chakra is putting out more energy. It needs support from other places. Right. You see it in music all the time. So if a melody is going absolutely crazy, the harmonies slow down and deepen. Right. So that you can pay attention to the melody. So when the, when the piccolo goes off, right. Then, then, then the the tuba is umpying a little more slowly, right? Right. So that you're right. Well, that's what you want to be able to do with your own chakra system. You are the conductor. Mm-hmm. That's why I call it energy hygiene. And honestly, I think we should be teaching this to second graders, mm-hmm. like we teach them how to brush their teeth, mm-hmm. right? You yeah. have an energy system, and it can keep you healthy, wealthy, wise, happy, mm-hmm. feeling good about yourself, grateful. It can be magical mm-hmm. if you'll pay attention. So because I've done this work with people for so many years, people ask me this all the time. If I learn about my chakras, can I work on other people? Mm, yes, no. <laughs> mm-hmm. How's that for a really clear 
Libra <laughs> answer. Um, yes, you can, but you have to know your own system before you can work in someone else's system. Otherwise, you'll project your stuff on that person mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and you'll think it's theirs, right? right? Yes. So, so you have to learn your own, which is why I wrote the workbooks that I did. Mm-hmm. There are eight, I wrote eight workbooks called Energy Integrity, mm-hmm. one for each chakra. Mm-hmm. The first one is Energy Integrity Red Root Chakra. And it's to walk you through past, present, and future, how that chakra is functioning in your life, how you learned to let it function, how you're, how it's working now, and a dream about how you want it to function. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, so first chakra is about survival and tr- tribal issues and food, clothing, shelter, clean water, air, that kind of stuff. Interestingly, a lot of people who are environmental activists mm-hmm. burn out their first chakras because they're afraid about the earth. Wow. Right? Mm-hmm. What do you do? If you're an environmental activist, take my word for it. Wear red. <laughs> wear as much red as you can. I'm a redhead. I would wear red. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Break the fashion rules. It doesn't matter. When you're exhausted as an environmental activist, wear red. Mm-hmm. It will help you immediately to not be so burned out, right? Well, of course, because it's activating your own personal fear, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Ah, you're in a brand new relationship. You've, you're falling in love. Your second chakra is going gangbusters. It's bright orange and everything is beautiful in your world. You know how it is when you first fall mm-hmm. in love with somebody. It's magic. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. And I don't necessarily say wear orange, but be aware of what you're projecting onto other people. Mm-hmm. Mitigate mm-hmm. that a little. Put a little red in front of your second chakra. They don't need to know how totally happy you are in the sack with someone else at work. <laughs> uh-huh, <laughs> right? right. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you're just falling in love, that, I mean, it's clear what's happening, but it, mm-hmm. right? So you, what eventually you will learn to work with your own chakras because you'll know them. Mm-hmm. And that's what the point is. That's why they're only physical workbooks. They are actual workbooks that you fill in analog with a pen, right? What? Or pencil, <laughs> right? Um, oh, Susan, you got me so excited on that. I love that. I love <laughs> well, pen and pencils. <laughs> well, I and there are opportunities to draw. There are, I mean, it's 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 really important to own what's going on mm-hmm. in your own system. But we don't. What we're taught to do is project our energy all over everybody else mm-hmm. and then wonder why we're exhausted. Mm-hmm. Wait a minute. Which is why I always say, if you want to protect yourself energetically, don't use white light. White mm-hmm. light is for emergencies. White light is for 9-11. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you haven't needed it since then, unless a bus was about to roll over you. Mm-hmm. Right. And so what, here's what you do. You imagine a barber pole. Can you picture a barber pole, red, white, and blue? Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. Change it to a rainbow, red, orange, yellow, green, blue, indigo, violet, rose, right. And make it big enough and get in. Mm-hmm. What happens then? And I've taught this to a million 
would you believe? Physicians. Mm -hmm. Because by the end of a day, a physician seeing patients in 15 minute increments, Mm -hmm. that person is so tired energetically that he or she can barely move, Mm -hmm. right? I mean, you think about that eight hours of four patients an hour. Mm Wow. Wow. Mm-hmm. and the need to take notes on all those people, put them in the computer, get them in and out of the office. I mean, there's a lot to manage. Mm-hmm. So you wrap yourself in a rainbow so that when you, other people approach you, they take from the energy outside your aura that you've protected yourself with, mm-hmm. not from you, mm-hmm. right? We're sitting across from one another, metaphorically speaking, although mm-hmm. Teresa is in one place and I'm in another, but we're connected Mm-hmm. Our chakras are connected. This is mm-hmm. why we feel like we understand one another, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Well, if I turn my body away from Teresa, we won't be as connected. Mm-hmm. Great way to deal with a hostile audience member, mm-hmm. right? Like use, you could learn to use your chakra system to deal with just about anything. Mm-hmm. I've had people do chakra work that suddenly made 15 years of therapy make sense to them in 15 minutes. Wow. Where they mm-hmm. just haven't understood. They've, or they're trying to do mentally what is fourfold, mm-hmm. you know, where body, heart, mind, spirit, we're all four of those things. And I say we're four because there are four seasons, mm-hmm. right? There, there are fours everywhere in the world. And four, interestingly, in numerology is the number of balanced power. Right. Oh, you yeah. need all those aspects of yourself. Mm-hmm. Right. All of us do. How do we manage our energy to support all of that? So mm-hmm. if you're really emotionally vulnerable someday, mm-hmm. oh, my goodness. Yes. Protect yourself. Mm-hmm. Don't don't go to work with your heart on your slave, sleeve because you spent the whole weekend, you know, biting your tongue and not saying to your mother-in-law what you wanted to say. Right. (laughs) Right? right. We do that. Mm -hmm. We do that all the time and then wonder why hmm, we feel a little uncomfortable on Monday at work. You know, I used to actually do that. My mother-in-law would make me so angry that I would get laryngitis by the time I left her house. It was hilarious. Mm -hmm. And it made my husband laugh like a loon. Right. Uh, Because it was, I mean, it was so predictable. It was so predictable. She made me so angry. And I would go to work on Monday and I would say, okay, I spent the weekend with my mother-in-law. Everyone be nice until lunch. (laughs) Then you can talk to me. Uh, Okay. Right. Forewarned. Mm -hmm. And that's partly what knowing your own energy system does. You can be aware of your own vulnerability so that you don't get so ambushed in life. Mm -hmm. Right. We get ambushed all the time energetically. Yeah. And especially with, you know, how life is these days and and things are moving faster and there's more people on the planet and there's people leaving the planet and there's so much going on collectively, energetically. Yeah. It's, it's an S show (laughs) pretty much all the time. So you have got to do this hygiene. You've got to do energy hygiene for yourself. So I thank you so much, Susan, for sharing all of that, because that's a huge piece because I myself as an energetic being, which we all are, I'm super sensitive. So I know the people, you know, if you're in a physical body, so are you, but how much are you aware of it? So what you brought up today has been such a divine 
um, explanation of how to work with our chakras, how to work with our energy and your beautiful book. So I want, would like you to now to share with the listeners a little bit about how they can get in touch with you, how you provide services or what your books. And I'd love for you to share some of that, please. Okay. May, may I actually offer everybody a free gift? Let's start with that. That's more fun. Okay. Love so, gifts. <laughs> so, right. So the free, the free gift is this. First of all, let me tell you, it really is free. You don't have to put your email address in to have it. Okay. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So if you will go to, and I will ask Teresa to put this in her show notes, uh, chakras.susancorso.com, you will get what I call uh, uh, a digital download um, of the less mores. Mm -hmm. And the less mores are a way to start working with your chakra system right now, this Mm -hmm. second. Mm -hmm. So I'll give you an example. The less more of the first chakra is complain less, thank more. Mm, Nice. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you know if you're complaining a lot. Mm -hmm. I don't have to tell you that, right? If you've been complaining a lot or if all of a sudden people around you are complaining, Mm -hmm. because everything's a mirror, right? So Mm -hmm. if if you're complaining on the inside but not saying it out loud, then everybody around you is going to be complaining too, right? Okay. So, hmm, how do I stop that? Well, I start to tell people thank you. Right? Those less mores are on this digital download. Actually, there are two of them because I couldn't decide between the designs, <laughs> Libras. Um, <laughs> they're beautiful. You can have them both. Now, then another screen will come up and invite you to belong to a mailing list that will tell you about my chakra work. Um, Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. that's one thing. Then my books are available at Amazon and only at Amazon at the moment. They are uh, print on demand books. Um, In the description of the books, it says which one you should start with. So if you want more passion in your life, start with the second chakra. If you want more power, start with the third. It will, it gives you the equation, right? Mm-hmm. So you can pick, doesn't matter where you start. You have all, all of them and they all give you access to all of them. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of working with me, uh, you can go to one of two websites, either susancorso.com or I ampersand.org, which is I-A-M-P-E-R-S-A-N-D.org. The notion being that if you will ampersand or live your life based on ampersand, it will mean that you are inclusive of everyone. And until, whether we like this or not, and now here's the truth of metaphysics, um, (laughs) until we include everybody, including the people who we don't agree with, Mm -hmm. including the people we don't vote like, including Mm -hmm. the people whose language we don't speak, Mm -hmm. including the people we don't like, plain and simple, Mm -hmm. including everybody, no exceptions, no exceptions, Mm -hmm. then we're going to suffer. And when we start to be inclusive of everyone. And that doesn't mean you have to have dinner with them all. Mm -hmm. It means you have to think, ah, these are humans like me. These are humans like me. Somebody was delighted when they were born, hopefully. Mm -hmm. Someone raised these people. Someone fed them, clothed them, 
shod them, got them to school, mm-hmm. like them, don't like them. It doesn't matter, mm-hmm. right? Right. It doesn't matter because we are all spiritual beings doing the very, very best that we can. And with in no manuals. Human, that's right. In a human <laughs> with virtually experience. no manuals. I mean, some people have manuals, but <laughs> later. But, but yes, but, and yeah. it's absolutely true with no manuals. And there's a reason we have no manual. And mm-hmm. partly it's because everybody writes their own. Right. Right. Your, right. your experience. I mean, it's one of the reasons I think I've stayed fascinated with the human energy system, Teresa, is that, you know, if I was in a, in the Waldorf Astoria grand ballroom in New York city, and there were 200 people in the room, all of whom wanted to lose five pounds, mm-hmm. they would all want to lose five pounds for 200 different reasons. Mm-hmm. They would be wired into their energy systems differently. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Every single person would be different. We mm-hmm. And as a result, it's a constant discovery, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. is why when I say, well, I lost my five pounds doing X, so everyone else should be able to do that too. It doesn't work mm-hmm. because right. everyone else is not me, mm-hmm. which is why everybody's worth including. Mm-hmm. And learning about, because my goodness sake, humans are fascinating. Mm-hmm. If you'll, if you'll hold still and listen, mm-hmm. I think. I agree with you. And those, your I ampersand and SusanCorso.com, all of that will be in the show notes. I'll make sure to get in there, that freebie for the um, listeners. And I just want to thank you so much, Susan, for coming on today and sharing. It has been a delight. I hope my listeners enjoy learning more about the chakras, about energy hygiene, and how to get connected with Susan. Thank you so very much, Teresa. It was a pleasure to talk to you. Believe it or not, when you arrived back For another life, you were enthusiastic to be here. If you've lost that enthusiastic feeling, well, there's a way to reawaken it. It's by embracing a bigger spiritual picture of your life as a soul and igniting the feeling of spiritual freedom within. So if you are ready and needing some more enthusiastic mojo for your life, follow the link in the show notes where you can access a free video series created by the Wayshowers College and start recapturing the enthusiasm you have within for your unique journey.